grateful to the Lord Almighty today is the episode 6 on the healing room and I want to talk to you today about um, the calling of the prophet or the calling of a prophet for the past weeks we have been talking about um, all the things we knew we know or all the things that surround the subjects of the prophetic We've talked about the prophecy, we've talked about prophetic anointing, we've talked about um, the manifestations of the prophetic anointing, we've talked also about the streams or the different dimensions of the prophetic. And so today we want to just continue with the another, maybe this may be the last but three or last but two um, episodes to the glory of the Lord. Today we are talking about the call of the prophet or the prophetic calling. Hallelujah. The prophetic calling. The prophetic calling. The prophetic calling. The prophetic calling. First of all, I want us to read a scripture from the book of Romans chapter the book of Romans chapter number um I think we read from chapter uh, chapter 12 and then we read verse number 5 okay verse 4 and 5 it says for as we have many members in one body and all members have not the same office so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another, having then gifts different according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith, or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exalted on exaltation, he that giveth. Let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, and he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Amen. All right. And then uh, a reading from Romans also, chapter 11, verse 29. 29. It says, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Alright, so when we talk about the prophetic calling, first of all, the word calling has to do with a people who God has set apart. For a divine purpose. So the prophetic calling is just like any other calling. It's just like an apostolic calling. It's just like a calling to be a pastor. It's just like any other call. It's just like any other call. So when when um, 
All right, let me add you. All right, so whenever God gives anybody a call, it is just like the person has been set apart for that divine purpose. Now, God has called every believer or every Christian out of the world and then out of darkness into the kingdom of light of his dear son. So when we talk about calling, we are talking about God who has called out from somewhere. There is always a place that God calls people from. And there is always a destination that God calls people onto. So God will call Abraham from his family where they worship idols. And then he will tell him that he should go to a land that he has prepared for him. Anytime God calls people, he calls them from a place onto another place. So God calls us from a place or a destination. And then he takes us to another place or destination. And so in the same way, every believer of darkness out of the world and we have been anointed we have been prepared we have been preserved and we have been trained and developed to go back to the world and then also give the message back to them so that is how the calling is now when we talk about the prophetic calling you realize that just like I said, every believer who is called to be a believer or a child of God, the Bible said that as many as received him, to them that believed on his name, he gave them the power, the right to become the sons of God. So you don't really work for it. It's not something you work for. It's not something that your, your, your diligence has been able to produce. It's not something that uh, is not necessarily the reward of how wise you are, how intelligent you are or the academic credentials we have. It is the work of grace through faith in Christ Jesus. That is how we are called. So it's the same way with the ministerial calling. Now, the fivefold ministry that we have, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher, you would realize that these are the extensions of Jesus' ministry on the earth. Now, when Jesus had come to do ministry on the earth, and he was about leaving the earth, he said that he called men and gave men gifts. And these are the gifts he gave men. One of the gifts was the gift of the apostle. The apostle himself was a gift. So he gave apostle as a gift to the body of Christ. He gave a prophet, he gave an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher. So these are the gifts that we received so jesus on earth walked as an apostle jesus on the earth walked as a prophet jesus on the earth walked as an evangelist as a pastor and as a teacher and that is why when he was leaving he decided to call men and give them bring them also into that grace where they will stand in that those offices and then extend his ministry on there so jesus's the fivefold ministry is an extension of the gifts or the ministry of jesus on the earth so anytime you see somebody who is an apostle a prophet or an evangelist a pastor he is only fulfilling the ministry of jesus on the earth this was what jesus was doing but because jesus is not physically with us and he has decided to enlarge the church 
through the people, the disciples he has won, Jesus now calls some of these people who are amongst the disciples and then give them that capacity to also keep on increasing or extending that ministry on the earth by way of this ministry we are talking about. So the prophetic calling is not a call which comes about because of how prayerful you are, how you can fast, how you can, you can, you can, you can live a holy life. That is not the basis for which God calls us into the office or into the prophetic calling. It is not a work that you do. It is not of works. It is of grace. If it is of works, like some people will not be qualified. But because it is not of works, God gives that grace to anybody at all who is by his sovereign will ready to be used by the Lord. Hallelujah. And so that is what we mean by the prophetic uh, calling. Now the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter number 11 verse 29, the Bible said that the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. The Bible said that the gift and the callings of God are without repentance. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. In other words, when God gives you a gift, when God gives you a calling, He does not take the gift or the calling away from you again. You get it. God does not take the gift or the calling away from you, but He expects, expects you to use it to the glory of the Lord. Amen. So now I want us to just go zoom into the prophetic calling. And I pray that anybody here under the sound of my voice, whom the Lord has has set apart sovereignly, I pray that God will give you that grace. I spoke last week or last two weeks, I said that you don't have to be in the office of the prophet before you operate in the prophetic anointing. The prophetic anointing was operated by Saul who was not a prophet because he caught the anointing. And when he caught the anointing, they said, a Saul also among the prophets. So you can be a king, you can be a president, you can be a minister, you can be a politician, you can be a lawyer, you can be a businessman, a driver, a student, a, 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 a church leader, no matter your profession, a banker. No matter your profession, you can operate in the prophetic anointing. You can be a minor and operate in the prophetic anointing. You can be a pilot and operate in the prophetic anointing. I mean, we, we don't want to talk about, take our minds back, but there are things that happen if we had people in those industries who were operating in serious prophetic anointing, there are some things they would have seen ahead or they would have known. I mean, we are man, we are human. We may not know everything. We, we are limited in some sense because a prophet does not know everything. When you meet a prophet who seems to know everything, every time, everywhere you meet him, it, there, there, there's a question to be asked. Prophets do not know everything. It is God who is sovereign and knows everything. He's omniscient and he knows everything. But when there are people, there are believers who are operating in the prophetic anointing in certain industries and the anointing is really working, there are certain things, certain decisions which they will take charge and they will know ahead. They will see ahead before they happen. I mean, look at uh, all these things that happen. We are human, but you know, look at the, the, the airplane uh, crash, the air, air crash that happened some time ago. And uh, I mean, if there were some people who were operating in that prophetic anointing, I may not know, but some way, somehow, some way, somehow, some things could be avoided if we open. So, like I said, you don't necessarily have to be ordained that you are a prophet before you are able to operate 
in the anointing of the prophetic or in the prophetic anointing. You can be whoever you are. As a believer, you are qualified to operate in the prophetic anointing. And so get ready. I see that anointing coming upon your life. I see that anointing coming upon your ministry. I see that anointing coming upon your business. I see that anointing hating your life. Your financial life is being touched by the prophetic anointing. Amen. May some young man, some young woman listening to me catch the prophetic anointing. May you receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. And so that is what we mean by the prophetic anointing. But today we are talking about the call. How does God call people into the prophetic ministry? I am not talking about the office of the prophet. Being called into the prophetic ministry and being called into the office of the prophet, they are two different things. Now, the simplest way I can explain this is that somebody who has completed maybe the university in my country, Ghana, may do what we call the national service, where he serves the country, they pose the person to any part, and sometimes we have such people, including myself, I was posted to a certain school to teach. So even though I was teaching, I, I had been called into the ministry of teaching. <laughs> I have been called into the ministry of the teaching to teach, and I taught primary three, primary four, and later I taught primary six at a point in time. So you are called into the ministry to teach, but it doesn't mean that I had the license or I had been trained or I had received the mandate as a teacher, a professional teacher who can at any time in my office do what I'm supposed to do to be able to fully benefit and let the people around me benefit from my teaching license. I don't have that license to teach, so I am not a teacher. If you want to be a teacher, you need to be trained. You need to be part of, I mean, you need to have gone through the process. You need to have been given that mandate. In certain countries, before you are a teacher, you have the license to teach. There are some countries, there are no licenses. But I mean, this is how it works. So if, for example, you are posted to the, how do you call it, the, the hospital to do your national service, it's like you have been introduced into the ministry of the health sector. But it doesn't mean that you are a nurse or you are a doctor. If you want to be a doctor, you need to be trained for six or seven good years and then you need to go through a lot of practicals. You need to have, at the end of the day, write exams and then they will test you. And after the test, they will give you a license. That shows that indeed, now, you are qualified to stand as a medical doctor. Now, when that license is given to you, and you go home, you are still a doctor. When that license is given to you and you are in the hospital, you are still a doctor. When that license is given to you and you are in the kitchen, you are still a doctor. When that license is given to you and you are in the car, you are a doctor. If you are, you are asleep, you are still a doctor. When you wake up, you are still a medical doctor. In fact, when even you are, you are cooking, you are, you are bathing, you are still a medical doctor. So... That is when you are given that mandate. You are given the license to minister in that calling. And so that is how it is. There are people who have been called into the prophetic ministry. So they dream, they see visions, and I talked about the ministry some time back and the anointings thereof. 
So you may not necessarily be called into the office of the prophet, but you can be operating in different and deeper dimensions of the prophetic anointing, and that is allowed, and that is God's will for the church. Why do I say that it is God's will for the church? Because many years ago, Prophet Joel prophesied, and he said in Joel chapter 2, that in the last days, the Lord will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and the young men shall see visions. The sons and daughters will prophesy. The old men shall also dream dreams. So you realize that it was in God's prophetic agenda that in the last days, the prophetic is released as an anointing upon the body of Christ. That every child of God is supposed to walk in this dimension of the prophetic. But it does not necessarily mean that the fact that you prophesy, the fact that you dream, the fact that you have vision, it does not necessarily mean that you are as a, you are a prophet or you are in the office of the prophet. So these are two things. So today I'm not going to go much deep into the office of the prophet. I'm just talking about the call into the prophetic ministry, the call into it. Now, you realize that even in the natural, when somebody has to be called, there are processes. In the same way, when it comes to the kingdom of the supernatural, the kingdom of God, anybody that needs to be called into the prophetic ministry, number one, you have to be a child of God. You have to be a child of God. Because if you are not a child of God, you cannot benefit from the things God has for his children. God will only give gifts. God will only give the best things for his children. And so for you to be able to benefit from the things that God has for his children, you need to have come to the Lord Jesus and accepted him as your savior. And you become a born again, that is when you are able to qualify to be called into the prophetic ministry. The rest is by God's sovereignty. The rest is by sovereignty. There, I mean, that, that is what I can say for now. The rest is by God's sovereignty because it is in own sovereign will to call. God does not, like I said, it does not matter how long you pray. It does not matter how long you fast. God can call you. God can call you irrespective of your status and give you that anointing. And so that is how it works. Now, let's look at some people in the Bible. There are people in the Bible who were called even before they were formed in their mother's womb. And I know whom you, I know you know what I'm talking about. Jeremiah, the Bible said that Jeremiah chapter 1, the Bible said that Jeremiah before he was formed in the mother's womb, the Lord knew him. And before he was born, the Lord had set him apart and had ordained him, appointed him as a prophet to the nations. So you realize that the guy, Jeremiah, even before he was formed and born, he was already a prophet. So it means that there are people who are called from birth to be prophets. Are we together? There are people who are called from birth to be prophets. And God does that by his own sovereign will. You can't ask God questions. Then why is it that this guy, immediately he was born, he started prophesying? It, 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 it is something that God has ordained. There are people like that. God calls people and then he, he calls them right from birth. He knows them from birth and he does that by his own sovereign will. I mean, you know the story of Jacob and Esau. Before they were even born, he said, two nations are in thy womb and one shall be greater than the other. And God, by his own sovereignty, said, I love Jacob and Esau, I hate it. So you can't really talk about that. I mean, that is for another day. But you realize that 
Anytime God calls a person, there are different ways God calls people. And one of the ways is that God can call people by birth or from the womb. God can just call you and no matter what you do, as long as he calls you from the womb, the moment you come out from the womb, you have no choice than to walk in that appointment he had ordained for you. And I pray for somebody who has not yet discovered it. That if you have been called by God right from the womb, I pray that may the Lord grant you a serious capacity to walk in that calling. Amen. There are also people, the Bible said that Jeremiah was called from the womb. However, the guy they never knew his calling until he was a youth. So when you read down in the book of Jeremiah, you realize that he said that, when God told him to go into the nations to prophesy, he said, Ah, alas, God, he said, I am young. I am only a youth. And I don't know how to speak. I don't know how to speak. That is verse 6. He said, Oh, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto him, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to whoever. It means that even though people are called from the youth, the second dimension is that there are people who also are called from their childhood stage or they are called from their youthful age. I, I, I grade them as one. There are people who are also called from their youthful age. So you can see a young man who is just 13 years old and the guy is moving in serious deep prophetic. And you wonder how this thing happens. God chooses to call people from their youth. There are people who were called for different purposes in their youth. And the Bible mentions a number of them. Somebody like David. David was a young man, but God called him from the youth and started giving him serious appointment. Appointment over bears. Appointment over lions. To kill lions and to kill bears and to strike them. And after that, God also called him unto Goliath. To kill Goliath and bring glory to the armies of Israel. So God calls also people from the youth. Look at a young man called Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are, were also young men the Lord called. So God can call people also from their youth and appoint them and use them for that which he has ordained them to do. And that is what I pray for. That young men and young women in our days, let us rise up. Let us rise up unto integrity. Let us rise up unto holiness. Let us rise up unto the will of the Lord. Let us rise up unto the things of the supernatural. Let us go into the world and let the world see that even though we are young, God can still use us. Even though we are young, as long as we remain disciplined, as long as we remain matured and we grow in the Lord, God can also use us for his glory. Amen. I pray for any young man or woman watching me that made the prophetic anointing come upon your life, come upon your head. And may you start to walk in deep dimensions of the prophetic. Even if you are a singer, you are a musician, God can still give you that prophetic anointing. Your songs will be awesome. You, you, your songs will be prophetic. And anytime you stand to minister, it will be a different level altogether. I pray that may somebody listening to me catch this prophetic anointing. Amen. Amen. So people can also be called in their youth. You can be called from birth, you can be called from their youth. Now, there are also people who are also, um, I call it the unexpected calling. You have grown to a certain level. It's something 
you you are not born with you are not you are not related to it but some way somehow god calls you into it and one of the people i know in the scripture was amos when you read the book of amos the bible said i think amos chapter 7 the bible said that amos when the calling came he said that ah god i am not a prophet and i am not even the son of a prophet but the lord called him and said that go i am sending you go and prophesy to my people go and prophesy to my people and that was um amos chapter 7 when you read verse 14 say amos answered and said to amaziah or amaziah i was no prophet neither was i a prophet's son but i was just a head man and a gatherer of sycamore fruit and the lord took me as i followed the flock and the lord said unto me go prophesy to my people israel so it means that there are people we call it the unexpected calling you may not you you are not a prophet you are not the son of a prophet you are not related to anything in fact you and the prophetic you are two worlds apart but god can by his sovereign will still call such a person oh jesus and still for the sake of fulfilling his mandate and purpose god can still bring such a person anoint the person and cause the person to stand in that ministry and it is not of works so you realize that such a person like amos the bible said that he was not a prophet he was not a prophet's son he was not related but yet the lord called him and gave him that mandate and said go and prophesy and that calling alone gave him that mandate and the grace or the ability to stand in the ministry god called him so you are listening to me you might not even be a prophet you are not even related to one but it doesn't mean that you are limited as long as god wants you to stand in it god can still use you and cause you to stand in that prophetic calling amen amen in the house so i ask that the lord will help you anybody listening to me you may not be connected to a prophet you may not know any prophet you you have no idea how even the prophetic works you have not read but god by his own sovereignty can still call you anoint you and cause you to stand in the ministry that he has sovereignly designed or purpose for your life amen there are people i know uh, i know the history talks about somebody um, um, a, a young man called Marty Straker. Marty Straker was once a, a school teacher in Canada, and uh, even though he had been in a Roman Catholic all his entire life, he knew nothing about the prophetic. He knew nothing about the prophetic gate. Um, he he neither understood what dreams and visions were. But some way, somehow, along the line, the guy started having serious encounters, prophetic dreams, prophetic visions began immediately in his life and he had nobody to train him it just started like that so you you there it is possible that you may not necessarily be connected to anybody in that ministry but god can still call you and i pray that may the lord touch somebody like that god will call you and irrespective of your knowledge or your association god can still call you god can still use you god can still anoint you and use you for his glorious purpose in the world amen amen in the house so that is the prophetic call 
there are people i want us to also look at the way um the way elisha was called let's look at the way elisha was called when you read the book of second kings or two kings chapter two verse number nine and it came to pass when they were gone over that elijah said unto elisha ask what i shall do for thee before i am taken away from thee and elisha said i pray thee let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me and elijah said thou hast asked for a hard thing nonetheless if thou see me when i am taken from thee it shall be so unto thee but if not it shall not be so and it came to pass so i mean verse 12 says and elisha saw it and he cried my father my father the chariots of israel and the horsemen thereof and he took and he saw him no more and he took hold of his own cloth and rent him apart so when he jumped to verse 15 it says that now when the sons of the prophets which were to view at jericho saw elijah they said the spirit of elijah does rest on elisha what does it mean it means that god in his own sovereign way has can can call people into that ministry by association there are people who naturally you know you cannot associate can two work together unless they agree can two work together unless they agree so before people even work together there is a certain point there is a certain convergent point of agreement and that agreement is initiated by desire if a man will marry the wife the agreement needs to be there the man must agree the woman must agree that we are going to live as a husband and a wife but that agreement is foremost or first and foremost initiated by the instruments of desire for the man shall desire the woman and because of the desire the woman the, the, the man shall start to pursue the woman and in the pursuit the man shall now begin to demonstrate or unfold his intentions to the woman so every relationship you see is a relationship founded on agreement and every agreement you encounter is first and foremost initiated by the instrument of desire now elisha was related to or with elijah not because of anything but because of agreements god has spoken to elijah that call elisha and anoint him to stand in your place as a prophet but i don't know what happened elijah refused to call elisha and anointed him he refused to anoint him the instruction was that you need to pour the oil upon the head of elisha elisha was not supposed ideally to uh, go through that thing that he went through before he received the prophetic call elisha had been spotted already by god elisha maybe somebody is not in agreement with me but we'll come to the place elisha was already spotted by god and god had told elijah that go and call elisha 
and anoint him to be prophet in your place. So even before Elijah went, God in his own mind had said that Elijah must take charge. I take charge. Elijah must take charge of the prophetic ministry of Elijah. But some way, somehow, Elijah did not anoint Elisha. And Elisha decided, I mean, I mean, Elisha became the servant of Elijah. So as he was serving Elijah, all this while, he still not received the oil upon his head. But a time came that Elisha said in his heart that there is something unusual about this man. Even though he is a normal human being like myself, even though he is like me, and we all have eyes, we all have nose, we all have ears, we have mouth, we all are human beings. In fact, we, are, we, we know each other in this area. But there is something unusual about him. There is a certain grace he carries. There is a certain anointing he carries. This man, Elijah, is able to do things which is beyond the ordinary human understanding. I need to get close to him. I need to even get closer. I need to follow him. I need to, if it was in our generation, maybe he would say that I need to follow him on Instagram. I need to follow him on Facebook. I need to follow him on, on, on YouTube. I need to follow his teachings. I need to follow him on, on, on TV and follow him and follow him until that which is upon him comes upon me until that which has made him to be what he is also comes upon me so that I also become that which he is. And so Elisha saw. The Bible says that it was not only Elisha who saw it. Even the sons of the prophets of Elijah who were in the school of the prophets, the sons of Elijah, the sons of the prophets, the Bible said that the sons of the prophet also saw that Elijah was carrying something. And as a matter of fact, they didn't just see, but they had also seen into the future. And they had seen that a time is coming, and they had known that a particular day. Because when you read the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 2, my God, my God, my God. Verse 3, it says that, And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel, came forth to Elisha and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Lord would take away thy, thy master from thy head today? And he said, Yes, I know it. Hold ye your peace. So you see, the sons of the prophets were able to see into the future. And they did not just only see into the future, but they were able to decode the particular day that God was going to take Elijah away. It's like they saw the day they had seen, and it was not a guesswork. They knew the particular day, that prophetic day, one day. They, it, they, it's not just about the month. They knew that in this month of, of January, for example, God would take Elijah away, or they saw that in 2019. No, apart from the year, apart from the month, apart from the week, they also saw the particular day that God was going to take Elijah the master away. But the truth of the matter is, it was not also only the sons of the prophet, it was El Elisha had also seen. Elisha had also seen that God was also going to take the master away from him that same day. So you come to realize, you come to understand that 
that God in his own wisdom, God in his own will, had not ordained that Elisha should go through this process. He went through process from Bethel to wherever. He went through Bethel and then he came forth also onto uh, Jericho. And from Jericho, they came to uh, 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 um, um, Jordan. And from Jordan, it continues like that. So you see that if you look at the process, I'm not even talking about the, the names of the towns. But if you look at the process, where at each stage, there were people to discourage him. At each stage, there were people who knew what he also knew. And so it's like, ah, but you, we know you. We know that you, you are just like us. You know that, I mean, they, they knew what Elisha knew. But the thing is that Elisha saw that apart from me knowing that, that Elijah was going to, there is something about Elijah which I need. There is something about him. I need to stay connected no matter the discouragement I receive. I need to stay connected. I need to follow up. I need to stay in tune. I need to stay connected. And it was in the connection, it was in his consistency that now, what he almost lost because God had told Elijah that anoint Elisha in your place and Elijah did not. So he, if he had stayed back, he would have lost it. But you see, what he almost lost by consistency, by knowing what Elijah carries, the Bible said that Elijah now said, if only you see me go, you have it. And the guy was still gazing. The guy was sensitive. And at the end of the day, he saw it. And the Bible said, when he saw it, he said, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And the, the, he said, and he took off his own cloth and wrought it into two. And he took hold on the, on the mantle that, that had fallen from Elijah. And that was when, in verse 15, he said, now the sons of the prophet, when they saw Elijah, they said, ah, indeed, the spirit of Elijah is resting on Elisha. They saw it. So you see, by association, when you associate with somebody who is also called, somebody who is working in that ministry, by association, there is a certain anointing and impartation that is released. And this is not just for prophets. Anybody who worked with Jesus, close with Jesus, a time came that he looked like Jesus. Anybody in scripture who worked with Jesus, a time came that they looked like Jesus. So it is possible that if you work with a teacher of the English language, you will know at least one vocabulary in the English language. It is possible that if you work with a teacher of the French language, it is possible at least you will know one vocabulary in the French language. That is how it works. So as long as you work with, if, as long as you work with such people, you are going to receive an impartation and that impartation with time you will be if you be consistent in it you will continue to work in that ministry and it will be awesome and i pray that anybody who is even connected to this series on the prophetic may god usher you into that realm may god usher you into that dimension may god usher you into that level i see your level changing i see your dimension shifting god is pushing you to another dimension god is pushing you to another realm god is taking you higher and higher in the name of jesus amen that is how the prophetic calling is done oh my god but you see 
There is something about the prophetic calling. The prophetic calling has a price. When God calls you into the prophetic, there is a certain price you must pay for that calling. And God willing, next week, I'm going to talk about the pain or the nature of the prophetic calling. So that you see, if God has, if God has called into that ministry, you need to know what that calling is about, what you must do, what you must not do. You need to understand and work in it so that you will be able to maximize the potentials in that ministry or that call. There are things in the calling. There are things in the calling. Hey, there are things in the prophetic calling. There are things. Even as a Christian, there are things you go through all because you are a Christian. But those things do not mean that everybody may go through that same thing. Everybody has the cross they carry. So yours may be different from the other person. But no matter what, whether the cross is longer or shorter, there is a cross. And everybody who is called into the office or the ministry of the prophet, there, is certain, there are certain things connected to the call, which you will experience by virtue of the call. Because it is one of God's way or God's purpose or design to ensure that you have grown up to that dimension where you can now handle deep things and deep dimensions. And God willing, next week, I'm going to take you to another dimension where we look at the nature of the prophetic call. The nature of the prophetic call. May God anoint you afresh. May the Lord empower you. Whatever you are doing, I ask that God will take you to that realm and that dimension where you begin to walk and walk in deeper dimensions of the prophetic. Whatever career, whatever profession you are into, may God bring you to that realm. Amen. You see, I love the prophetic. And the prophetic is awesome. I love the prophetic so much. No matter what, don't let anyone discourage you from the prophetic. Okay? I have said already, you don't need to be in the office of the prophet before you operate in the prophetic calling. And I believe that one of the mandates God has given us is to bring people to that consciousness that you are prophetic. You can be so prophetic. You can be sensitive. God can minister to you. You can be used in the prophetic way, whichever industry and whichever dimension you find yourself. Apart from you being a Christian and demonstrating the character of Christ wherever you are, you find yourself, you can also be very prophetic. Without you, decisions will not be taken. And you say things which are from heaven. And I pray that this anointing will come upon your life. This heavy oil will rest upon your life. Receive this heavy oil in the name of Jesus. Receive this heavy oil in the name of Jesus. May this unction come upon your life. May you walk in deeper realm and deeper dimensions in the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody watching and listening that after today, may you begin to desire. 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 May you begin to desire for this grace. May you begin to desire. And as you desire, may God bring you to that realm and that dimension where your eyes and your ears will be open. Where your eyes and your ears will be open. Where your heart will be sensitive. Where you will be able to discern, to know the thoughts and the plans of God concerning issues related to the past, issues related to the present and the future. I ask that even your children will catch this oil, that even in their two-year-old stage and their four-year-old stage, 
they will walk in serious and deep dimensions of their prophetic anointing. May the Lord empower you. God bless you. Anybody who is watching me, if you are watching me and you don't know Jesus, if you are not saved, I want you to lead you. I want to lead you to Christ. Because if you are not connected, if there is no agreement, we cannot work together. And if you cannot work together, you cannot benefit from the association. And if you cannot benefit from the association, then you are totally lost. Say these words after me. If you want to walk and benefit from this grace. And if you want your name to be written in the book of life. At the end of the day, when all is said and done and we have left this earth, where would you spend eternity? That is the most important thing. So wherever you are, I want you to say these words after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that I am a sinner. You came to die on the cross for my sins. That through your death, I will be reconciled to the Father. Today, I believe in you as the Son of God. I accept you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me. Write my name in the Lamb's book of life. I will worship you. I will walk with you. I will serve you all the days of my life. So help me, God. Amen. Now, I want to say a final word of prayer. Jesus. Anyone that has, been, has stayed connected, anyone that is watching, I pray for more grace, increase for everybody. Anybody that is sick, I command healing in the name of Jesus to be made available. I curse cancer. I curse tumor. I curse fibroid. I curse every disease. I curse heart problems. I curse ulcer. I curse every stomach issue. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, we are healed. I command healing in your body. And I pray for you that in this year, 2019, everything God has said about you, may you experience a testimony in the space of two days. Whatever God has said about you is coming to pass. May you walk in God's will for your life. May the flesh die. May, may we die to the flesh and die to the things of the world. And may your spirit come alive. Be sensitive for the Lord. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. God willing, next week, it shall meet same time. Bye-bye.